Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi Sarah. Hi Kirby. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Today we have Sasha Plavsik, the founder of Ilia Beauty, which is a prestige line of natural and organic beauty products that combine superior color performance and nourishing organics based in Laguna Beach. Before Sasha started the company, she had years of branding experience helping beauty and wellness companies, including Urban Decay and Sage Natural Wellness. So when she discovered that there wasn't any existing clean beauty products that were not packaged in bamboo, she found herself with a goal in mind and the experience to back it up. Create a tinted lip balm that was luxurious and didn't contain any nasty ingredients. Fast forward to today and Ilya is one of the leading clean color cosmetic brands out on the market. We are so thrilled to have you on Welcome, the podcast Sasha. today. Welcome, So excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. We know that you had to make a bit of a trek up the 405. <laughs> we had to have, we got some lunch at the Chateau, so we are all okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, great. When I, when you read Laguna Beach, I just started singing, let's go back, <laughs> the Hillary Duff song from high Laguna school. Beach. Yes. Oh I know. Uh, Permanently tainted. Yeah. So it's okay. You'll take it. It's a beautiful place to I'll live. take it. Yeah. <laughs> let's actually go back. I want to start with the backstory and the tinted lip balm, as Sarah mentioned, why were you already into clean beauty? Because, like, let's think, this was, what, 10 years ago? Yes. Nobody was discussing the words clean, natural, organic. Like, that just was not something that was happening, especially with consumers. So what made you want to go that direction? I think at the time, I was really curious about what was in my products. And I had started going through my own life changes. I just turned 30. I decided to leave a relationship. I'd worked in branding. I, I was totally, honestly, I was lost. And I decided at that time to move home to Vancouver, Canada. I was living before that in Orange County. And I felt that there was a big hole in the market for products with transparency. And I didn't know that until I really started reading about the ingredients. So what would you say, I guess like we talk about clean beauty all the time on this podcast and how it's really confusing for consumers. So when you're creating your own line that's based off of this idea. What are you even looking for? How do you even get started? Well, at the time, I actually, I did use EWG as a reference, and I think a lot of people will go there. The important thing to know about working with EWG and looking for products is that the percentages are not listed, meaning it's a bit of a guess, but it is a great guide when you're starting out if you want to see what's actually in a product and look at the ratings. And they rate from zero to 10 on a level of toxicity. So that was one way that I started researching, and that was available 10 years ago. And then the other was just starting to look at ingredients and reading about what was in my products and realizing that the marketing that was going out with it didn't necessarily line up with what was written on the back of the box. And that, to me, made me curious. Mm -hmm. Is there any... You don't have to name names, obviously, but it, can you give us an example of something that maybe you read on a box and then would read the ingredients and be like, what? How is this possible? Yeah, I think that a lot of the times you'll hear about certain ingredients, whether it's some type of 
beautiful oil or, you know, maybe it's a fruit like a mango and it's infused with X, Y, and Z. And then actually when you get into that ingredient list, there could be the lowest percentage of it and it doesn't really have much to do with the formula and they're making a marketing claim around Mm -hmm. it. And that to me is what I felt was really disingenuous and there wasn't a lot of authenticity or transparency there. So I felt that there was a need and a space in the market to create something that could actually go out there with transparency and honesty in that regard. Totally. So sort of on that same note, nowadays consumers are a little bit more savvy and, and you know they're starting to really understand the difference between clean beauty product and a natural beauty product or they can kind of see when a product is mislabeled. But for newbies, there's you know still a lot of people that are just getting into it. What is your definition of clean beauty? Yeah, like what did you want to make the brand without? Yeah. So initially at the time, I was trying to remove everything that was synthetic, and that's how I started. And I looked at a tinted lip balm that I'd had for a decade, and it always gave me just the most beautiful flush of color that stained my lips ever so slightly, and I'd been using it for that for a very long time. And I remember I was like, okay, there's got to be a way to recreate this naturally. And that's when I started digging and, and building that. And certain ingredients that I would remove were pegs. That was one. Um, fragrance, that was another one. Uh, petroleum, that would be a third. And figuring out how I could replace it with natural waxes, oils, and butters. And it was its own journey. And then finding the right chemist who could actually get on board with that, that was, I think, what was really different at that time. It was me blindly going out there and trying to find a lab that would actually agree to make something like this from scratch, because a lot of the time they want you to do turnkey. Mm-hmm. And, and, and seeing if we could get to the, you know, a formula that would actually be able to be as natural and organic as possible. Then what I realized, though, is that after a few years of doing that, some products can and others can't. And that's really where the birth of clean came in. So were you in Vancouver at this time? Yes. Was Vancouver or like Canada? Was Canada a little bit more advanced, maybe you would say, in the clean beauty movement than the United States? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. I think really there was... Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. Jane Airedale, to me, she actually is one of the pioneers in this movement uh, for makeup and clean makeup. And there was more awareness to the ingredients on that side. And that was really it. I felt like there, there were a few more, but the space in clean had not, wasn't, it hadn't developed yet. And really what clean is to go back to that, Mm -hmm. it is a hybrid of the two worlds of conventional and natural meeting together. A lot of people think that clean means natural. It doesn't. It could actually be primarily synthetic, yet the synthetics are safe synthetics. So that's actually what I wanted to ask. I think just on a very you know beginner level, some people are probably thinking, okay, what's so bad about synthetic ingredients? Are you able to elaborate a little bit about that? Absolutely. And I think, well, I think the word synthetic just has negative connotations around it, and people tend to think that it means that it's bad. But for your skin, there can be natural ingredients that can also cause a lot of issues. So we like to say not every natural ingredient is good for the skin, nor is every synthetic bad. It usually takes a combination of both to make a really 
effective, efficacious product. Totally. And for example, like natural items that I try and stay away from for complexion would be coconut oil. Yes. I'm laughing because <laughs> we like harp on that so much. And, and it, but you know what? Like for your hair or maybe if you had a burn or something, it's absolutely amazing for the skin. But for me, I also suffered from acne. So anything that I would put on my skin, immediately I could tell if there was a reaction. And that's, I really was, when I say I was curious, I was also curious about my own skin and how it was reacting because I was suffering from acne when I started this brand. I had cystic acne and it's really like, it's a tough thing to go through. You don't want to put on a ton of makeup on the same token. You're trying to cover something up in a way that doesn't look like you're covering it up. So yeah. So looking into the ingredients, coconut would be one fragrance, whether it's natural or synthetic, a lot of natural brands will use natural fragrance and there can, that can really be a skin aggravator. Um, and then also looking at pegs, that's another one, certain silicones, cyclomethicones. I also believe that not all silicones are bad. I know. Mm -hmm. And that's like a whole other conversation because I feel like silicones are the word with the big, you know, red X over them at this point, but there aren't, there are good silicones and bad silicones. Yes, there are. So yeah, but really at the end of the day, I think that's something important for people to remember when you're blacklisting an ingredient. In the silicones, for example, there are hundreds of kinds. So if you choose to not use any of them, you're going to be foregoing a great gel eyeliner as well. Mm. And I think it's important to know that you won't really be able to get that gel liner without a dimethicone, for example. And that silicone in itself is one of the better ones mm-hmm. of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, when we're formulating, we really look at every facet and look at what that product specifically will need and then build around it. You know, we were talking um, with you before we started the podcast, you know, you're our first, you know, quote unquote, clean beauty founder. And the reason why is because we love your perspective on the word clean in general. And you're very even keeled. You're not banning certain things. You know what I mean? You're like Like, super realistic. Yeah, you're very realistic. And I think that's what we need more of, especially in this space. If more people had that viewpoint, I think there would be less confusion, less misinformation. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, And then also, just to to add in on that, Kirby and I obviously, as beauty editors, get to try a bunch of different products. And we have tried our fair share of clean color cosmetics and nothing ever compares to Ilya's products like by far like I can do like a whole red carpet look if I wanted to with all of your products like your eyeliners are amazing I don't wear the mascara because I have extensions but I I know (laughs) that the mascara is amazing all the lipsticks the foundation I like have turned some of my friends onto the foundation and now they're like I can't live without it like it's just really like the quality of the products are competitive with other color cosmetic brands that are not clean. So, well, you know, I think also in our space, a lot of times people go, oh, can you give me a product recommendation for a clean beauty brand? And I recommend Ilya regardless of what, if totally somebody's asking for clean or not, mm-hmm. just because I do feel like the products are so um, well-made. I love the packaging, which we'll get to the the new packaging in a few. But on that note, I do want to talk about organic ingredients. Yeah. So your products are made with up to 85% organic ingredients. What is the difference between natural and organic? And then how do you decide what organic ingredients you're going to use versus like the natural ingredients you're going to use? Absolutely. So the difference between natural and organic is organic would be an organic certified ingredient. And you can certify a product ingredient but in order to do that 
it have to be 98% organic, Mm -hmm. which really is almost impossible to achieve, especially in makeup, because if you want pigment, pigment is natural. Mm -hmm. So like a concealer can be 50% pigment and then the rest is the base formula. Um, You just, you can't get there. So I also was working with so many organic ingredients in the beginning that after a period of time, it was really challenging to be able to get consistency. You know, mm-hmm. one one order of shea butter would come in yellow, the other one would come in white, and some of it would feel kind of rougher, some would feel smoother. And as beautiful as those ingredients are, the consistency in makeup, which is so important, was becoming a, quite a challenge. So now we've figured out other ways to do it where I always try to have a portion of the formula organic, like our color block lipsticks. We mill the powders in organic castor seed oil. So those, the pigments that are in there are milled in organic castor seed oil. There's so much pigment in that formula, it automatically makes it 30% organic. And that's a way where I can incorporate one ingredient that is a lot of the formula yep. and then get that organic percentage without having to have so many variables. Awesome. We were actually talking about this earlier. So do you try to stick to 85% organic? In no, your- not okay. anymore. I, I, I tried to stay between 50 and 85 or 50 and higher in the beginning. And the longer I've done this, the more I realized that that was not what was important. I believe if we can find clean, sustainably harvested natural materials and botanicals mixed with safe synthetic, mm-hmm. the, the performance is there and the quality of the formula stays consistent. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so something else that's really important to you is, you know, like you mentioned, the sustainability factor, especially when it comes to the packaging. And I would love if you could just talk a little bit more about that. And then maybe you could also talk to us about the rebrand and the repackaging and why you decided that Ilya needed a little refresh. Yeah. So the the packaging, sustainability and packaging is really a challenge. I believe there's a lot of brands that are going through it right now. And it's amazing to see certain changes happen on the front end. For our rebrand, we removed our metallization that's happening around the tubes, which takes away one process. And because the whole production and the decoration of packaging is another side that isn't really talked about. It goes beyond what it's just made out of. So that was really important to us in this rebrand. And at the end of the day in color cosmetics, it's extremely challenging to be able to make something very sustainable on the front end because there's so many parts and pieces. If you think about breaking down a mascara wand, you mm-hmm. have three different plastics there. Yet we have uh, set up something with TerraCycle whereby customers will be able to return five cosmetic products a month to us any from any brand. And we will send them a shipping label and they can send it back and then we will, we will collect those and send it to TerraCycle and responsibly dispose. So that's amazing. I think so. Cause like, if you think about it, everybody um, is doing things on the front end, but where's that packaging going and how can we make sure that it doesn't end up in the landfill? And if everybody were to make a little effort there, it would make such a difference in reducing, not just in this industry, which we know has quite a bit of waste, but other industries as well. Totally. All right. So what would you say is the most difficult part about creating clean beauty products, specifically color cosmetics? I think making something with SPF is really challenging. Okay, but you are doing that. (laughs) Surprise! It's launching. It's launched. So tell us a little bit about that product and why it took so long, how long it took you, and a little bit about, you know, the journey to getting it on shelves. Yeah. Yeah, so I really believe in SPF. I think that we need to protect our skin during the day. You can put as much skincare as you want on your face, but if you're not protecting it, it's actually evaporating. So SPF is something that's been dear to my heart, and we've always had 
a few SPF products in our line, but I wanted a strong complexion product. And we started formulating this about two years ago. The name is Super Serum Skin Tint SPF 40. It is super because it has niacinamide, hyaluronic acid, squalane that are all infused in non-nano zinc oxide that registers higher than an SPF 40. It actually tested it as an SPF 48. What does non-nano zinc oxide mean? Non-nano means that it's not tiny, tiny, tiny and going into the bloodstream. So it's a larger molecule size that is not entering your bloodstream immediately. So Thank you. Um, and because of that, it means it's more difficult to formulate, especially when you're trying to create a tent because you don't want it to look like you're wearing chalky yes. coverage on your face, right? This type of zinc oxide is a patented form that actually mixes really well with the pigments pigments that we have selected. We were able to go from fair to deep, which in a shade range, there's 18 shades total. Which is so impressive. I feel like, well, you know, there's so many reasons why this is really impressive, but also the fact that a lot of tints, I feel like they only come in like five shades. And yeah. then they're like, well, one can work for like three well, different, yes. you know, tones. But like 18 is like, there's a color for everyone. Totally. It was really important for us to be able to get there. And with the zinc, everybody knows it can usually leave a white cast. Yeah. So you can see even on application, it yeah. will go a little white. And then when you wait 30 seconds, it self adjusts and gets a tiny bit darker to adjust to your skin tone. So the finish of this guys is so beautiful. Um, I haven't, Sarah and I haven't tried it on our faces yet. We just got it in our hands but yeah, during this interview. It on my hand. But it has this really beautiful dewy finish. If you are a glow queen and you just want to look luminescent, it's yeah. it's so nice, but also it dries down. Mm-hmm. So it, you don't feel oily. You don't feel like you have you know something sitting on your skin. It just, like I put it on my hand and yeah. my hand almost looks like, it's like luminous, but still has like almost like a matte effect to it. I don't yeah. know how to even describe it. And I felt like a little bit goes a long way. Yeah, a little goes a long way. Yeah, definitely. I just love how it feels. What would you say the coverage level is for this? We are saying that it's light. It's definitely buildable, but because it's an SPF, I think it's nicer to put it on lightly so it's not going to feel too heavy. Mm-hmm. One of the purposes that I really go after too is to make sure that the weight cut, the makeup feels weightless mm-hmm. and light and like you're wearing nothing. So you can easily mix in a bronzer that you have, or we actually have our liquid light serum highlighter. I love mixing the two together just to give even a bit more of a glow. Um, If you are more oily, you can powder down your T-zone so that you just have the glow in the right places. It is silicone-free, fragrance-free, non-comedogenic, safe for sensitive skin, and oil-free. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's talk about the future of clean beauty and how we can make you know, cleaner, safer beauty, more accessible to everyone. Our listeners know that we talk a lot about the FDA and how like the regulation in terms of natural and clean terms like that just don't exist. And it's a very small group of people. It's probably less than 10 people, you know, trying to oversee this part of the government. But what what can we do to make sure that everybody's on the same page? Is, yeah. Are there any resources that you would recommend? And then personally, like, what do you want to do for yourself and your brand? To get clean beauty out there more? To get everybody, I guess, on the same page. I think there's just so much confusion, especially with this particular topic. And and luckily, there are resources online that people can go to, you know, to find mm-hmm. like know, beauty alternatives. Website. Yeah, exactly. But what would you say is the future of clean beauty? And what are, you, what are your hopes for it? I really believe it's up to the customer, the consumer to make that change. 
And 10 years ago, there was not a lot of questions around it or a lot of people talking or thinking about it. And even I'd say two or three years ago, people were thinking that this was just going to be a trend and it's not, it's, it's actually, it's a category and the category is not going to go anywhere. So I believe that the voice of the customer has become a lot louder and she or he is the one that is actually making this category happening and bringing it into light. And I believe if there's enough noise that is made, there will be changes at a higher level, including Mm -hmm. the government and the FDA, as they'll have to listen to the customer and the consumer. And that, to me, is the future. If the noise gets loud enough and if ingredient lists are regulated, like they are in Europe, you know, you have to list all trace elements. Now certain retailers are requesting for us to do that here. They're taking that European law and requesting it here. That's not a government requirement because they want their customers to know that there's full transparency. That, to me, is the future, just becoming more transparent and the retailers and the customers are demanding it, so it will happen. Awesome. awesome. We touched on this, but I want you to talk a little bit more about it because it is very major. So Ilya has a little bit of, got a little bit of a facelift. <laughs> so it can did. you, yeah. So um, why and what can customers expect? Yeah, well, it's been 10 years that I, you know, since I started the, the whole process of designing the logo and the packaging and people know us for our silvery gold packaging with our aubergine box and I am sad to see the aubergine box go but it was time to Mm -hmm. have something a little lighter and we did want to get rid of that metallization effect which is also in the packaging yeah so now a lot of our packaging you will see in a bone white color which we have used with some of our SPF products before the logo is a little bit bolder and we've got four different unit carton colors so anything complexion based is in a beautiful blush box anything eye based will be in lavender anything lip based is in a crimson brick color and anything more skin based like our priming serum will be in a nude box so so exciting it is it's a big change what can customers expect from Ilya in the next like five years do you want to you know are you gonna make even more color cosmetics do you want to go more into the skincare route what can we expect from our, you? our we are calling ourselves a skin centric beauty brand so clean skin centric beauty meaning that we are starting with the skin and building from there for each product that i make i want to be able to protect your skin and revive it and if that's happening through makeup it should happen in a way that makes people feel like they're not really wearing makeup and yeah. that they're actually benefiting their skin by using the products whether that be a makeup product, a skincare product. I'm not even sure kind of where else we can go, but that is the mission to uh, to wake up your skin. Awesome. I have to say also your skin is incredible. So yes, it's I'll, beautiful. I'll do whatever you tell me to I've do. I've got the SPF use. on today. <laughs> Very dewy. All right, Sasha, thank you so much for coming on Gloss Angeles. You were a wealth of information. Guys, um, oh, actually, where can we find you? You can find us um, at Sephora, sephora sephora.com, or we are available in most stores with a selection of SKUs, otherwise uh, select stores with our full product range, and also on iliabeauty.com. Awesome. And then um, Instagram? Instagram would be at iliabeauty. Awesome. Come check us out. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked it, please go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and you know where to find us on social media. And please join our Facebook group. We're having a lot of fun over there. See you next week. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 